Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast, where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency focusing on scaling SaaS companies. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Baptiste. He is the founder of Feedier, a platform that helps you put surveys out and gamify them. So it gives an incentive almost for people that are, you know, trying to take the survey or wanting to give you feedback. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here today, Baptiste. I really, I, we actually tried to get this on here for a while and uh, it was a little difficult, but I'm glad we were able to get it. And uh, before I say anything else, uh, Baptiste was very kind to provide everyone that's watching or listening to this podcast with a 50% discount code uh, for the first six months. And that code is going to be phantom and that's all capitalized. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Luis. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so as you said, my name is Baptiste, uh, and as you guys might have heard by now, uh, I'm heading from France with my accent. And um, yeah, so I have a background in software engineering, and uh, I studied in a lovely town uh, in the north of France. So mm-hmm. I did uh, like a business degree, uh, computer and uh computer business is like double degree and uh, I've been uh, doing online entrepreneurship for, for a few years now. And what got you into this other than, you know, obviously the background in software engineer stuff like that, where did you find the, the, the reason to come up with this platform? Um, because I mean, man, everyone is connected today and, uh, you know, it's a, it's an easy way to, uh, to start and, um, you know, to, to get something, you can get an MVP very quickly, very uh, easily out. And I think it's a, it's a great way to start entrepreneurship and to, to learn more about uh, the different struggles. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the issues, right? Because essentially everyone that starts a SaaS company is trying to fulfill some sort of need in the marketplace. And I guess the question is, what was it that you saw that almost triggered the idea for Feedier? Um what got us to start Fidure, you mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah so um, one of, we, we actually experienced the issue, like I think like most uh, entrepreneurs today, um, we was, we're doing um, basically selling WordPress templates on, uh, on a marketplace called Team Forest. So, you know, when, when you want to create a, your website and get something ready very, very quickly, or you can buy a, a template uh, for 100 bucks or, also, and uh, so we were doing that, uh, selling a uh, selling a few templates. And uh, one of our issue was to get feedback because it's a very cheap market. You know, people buy a uh, like once off license, mm-hmm. uh, cost them one hundred bucks, and and then you don't really hear from them. So for us, it was almost impossible to to get feedback. We're doing surveys, we tried different things, and uh, we noticed that when we incentivize people it was better and uh but the result was still great i was you know not biased or anything so um it was fair for people to to get something back for for the feedback so uh we started uh looking for for something attractive to do that and uh we didn't really find any any software out there so we just uh basically created video from there Uh uh-huh very interesting and so you've been in the market for how long now um, we started basically feature was released in early 2018. So around March or April. Okay. And what are some of the things that you, you know, obviously going, looking back in time, is there anything you have done differently as far as actually building the product or some of the lessons that you learned, um, in the beginning that 
kind of give you a different perspective on how you would have done things now? Um, yeah, sure. So there are different things. Uh, first, I think my first lesson was uh, don't blindly talk about your product without giving something to people. You know, I, I was trying to join uh, communities and to uh, different Facebook groups, different kind of communities out there. And I was like, hey, we guys, we're releasing products. I think you should check out. You could give me a feedback. But I, it was actually, I think, the dumbest issue, I've, uh, the dumbest idea I've ever had because, you know, you you don't give anything to people and you're, like, expecting everything from them. So yeah. I, I think my first lesson was be involved from the, from as soon as possible and give to people with that before asking. And then it will come way easier. Um, that, that was the first thing. Um, and then... Second thing is about, you know, how to easily uh, talk about your value prop and um, make sure people understand how you're different from, from the tens of softwares out there. So that you actually bring up a great point and that's something that I wanted to ask on and this is going to be probably the best transition point. And what makes Feedier different from other platforms that essentially have the same the same end result, which is to collect feedback from their users. Um, yeah, so two different problems. We, so we solve two different problems that happens almost every day. Uh, so this one is, you know, user wasting time filling in surveys. The surveys are really boring uh, mm -hmm. and they don't get anything in return or it's always kind of a waste of time, same very poor experience mm -hmm. and usually no follow up. So really try to make the feedback experience better, more attractive, more transactional, and we give something back. So you ask for the feedback and we give you uh, like a valuable resource, uh, uh, some kind of voucher, some kind of discount, uh, an invitation to special events, whatever you, you can come up with. Or you can even just say, um, like maybe maybe you're rich and, and you don't care about getting a voucher, you can just, you can also um, offer, uh, you know, to a charity. Uh, so awesome. this is yeah, those things we 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 we're doing as charities actually upcoming, but all of this stuff we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and second problem is about um, so well, it's a it's actually not second problem is related is um, about the response rate. Most companies, most you know product managers, CEOs, whatever, uh, complain about low response rate when they try to get feedback, whether it's mm -hmm. through surveys or calls or emails. So um, this is essentially what we try to, to tackle. So we make uh, we use gamification and we try to, to boost the response rate to, to get uh, more people involved and to build a, like a community around your product, service or whatever. So now that you touched on community, is there a way for people that are currently using, or I guess people that have used Feedier before as a consumer, right? So I've given you feedback in the past. Is there yeah. a way for all of those people to connect somewhere um, and, and maybe, you know, bring ideas to the table and stuff like that? Or is it mostly almost focused on the, on the customer of Feedier, so the businesses? Uh, so, so you're asking about, do we have a, a community of customers or uh, is, that, is that what you're asking? Essentially, yeah, whether it's the customer of your customer or just your customer. Yeah, so two things. Uh, Regarding the customers of, of our customers, what we plan to do, and uh, it's something planned for Q2, is basically doing public kind of boards. So wh when you're going to answer, uh, to give your feedback to, to um, 
to any company, then you will be able to access like uh, some kind of public dashboard with all of the feedbacks given to this company, if they, provided those feedbacks are public. So mm -hmm. it would be a way, you know, to uh, vote and to do this kind of thing. It's it's not yet completely scoped out, but it's something we want to do. And um, we can also, we, we're also working on things like, you know, doing leaderboards. So with, with the most active, um, customers we give the most feedback we spend the most time giving feedback we're going to, to give them points and we're going to, to rank them based on points um so it's it's all about engaging people as you said um and uh to touch your second point uh we don't have uh, any community at the moment but we are um like uh, myself on on the team are very active on the support we try to talk to the, um, the customers as much as we can and uh, help them get feedback from them so it's really about creating relation with our customers as well mm -hmm. very cool and as far as customers and and you know finding product market fit and, and things like that what what would you say at the moment is you know the type of company that is usually mostly attractive to to your product so it's uh smbs uh SaaS companies mm -hmm. Uh, mainly customer success team or product teams inside those companies or else the CEO if, if, it's, a, if it's a very small company um, or like founder and uh, the other segments so uh, regarding the first segments so for SaaS SMBs it's uh, all verticals we don't we don't have any specific vertical inside uh -huh. the SaaS industry and uh, the other like main personal is e-commerce retailers um, so whether it's through online players or uh, like pre player or with a stores as well. Very cool. And how many customers do you have at the moment? So we have more than 3,000 uh, registered users. That's awesome. And that's actually a pretty large number because you mentioned you started, I think, in early 2018? Yeah, it is. So it's almost, it's almost a year or a little bit over a year, maybe I'm not entirely sure what the exact date was, but that's a huge number of users, right? For such a small um, time period. So what are some of the things that you've done in order to almost growth hack, um, you know, the, the amount of users that you've been able to generate in that, in that time period? Um, so we, we started our kind of a stealth mode on just doing our, initial outreach uh, to the to different communities, as I, as I said earlier. Um, and we also did uh, some, you know, ba basic stuff to like beta list and all of the stuff to, to get uh, to get some initial users. We got our, our first batch of 200, 300 users. Mm -hmm. And then in, um, so that was between March and, and like May. Then in, in June, we went on to AppSumo. So AppSumo, uh, I believe you, you know about it, but just to remind um, the listeners is um, like online, is essentially an online platform where mm -hmm. people can buy lifetime deal for, for so they pay once to get access to software basically and at a very cheap cost in exchange of you know, giving feedback and being active mm -hmm. on all the stuff. So we did that as well. It got us, I think, uh, around 2,000 customers. We basically sold uh, three more than 3,000 uh, like coupons, but um, um, you know, people can buy more than one coupon. So I think we got 2,000 users from there. And then it was, um, you know, usual stuff, doing, being, uh, doing a lot of uh, content, uh, SEO, uh, different, basically trying different channels and, and wow. trying to figure out which one is the best. 
which one has been the best up to this point? Um, I, it's definitely inbound. So uh, like doing either through content or else either through uh, core answers as well, or um, word of mouth, basically people talking about the product or, you know, on LinkedIn, different places, but when it's definitely inbound. When you use a product um, for certain plans, is there something that has, you know, you can build your own with um, Feedy or something like that, that's sort of um, a growth hack in its own way? Yeah, uh, on the free plan, yeah, definitely. So like you have the footer and all of the stuff, it's, you can't miss it. Like uh, awesome. there is no way you're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And what's been the most challenging thing, um, you know, as far as, just building this product and, and understanding what things people resonate to the most. First thing was, um, was to really communicate our value proposition uh, easily and uh, make sure people understand mm -hmm. uh, in simple words what we do. Uh, so that was, a, I would say, the first challenge. Uh, then second challenge is, uh, is about, you know, uh, making sure that uh, you go in the right direction because you get, especially when you go when you go into AppSumo, is you know you, you get so many feedbacks. You, you you must make sure to have some kind of process in place to to cut through the noise and to filter out um, like all the stuff which does not which which do not really match with your uh, like with your end vision of where you want to go. And I think it's very important for a small like for early stage companies. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And it, 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 it makes sense too, you know, I mean, you could all obviously use your own product um, to collect feedback in, in a very, very um, effective way. And I guess what's, and this might be a, it's interesting question. I don't think I've ever asked it before, but essentially, <laughs> you know, what's, what's the, what's the one thing that you switched up early on that could have completely changed the way things were right now? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I, I would need to think twice. Um, I've, <laughs> I think it could be, um, it could be very, like it could be different things. Um, it could be about, uh, like we could have just uh, get a product out earlier uh, with way less features, like because uh, figure at the moment offer, for instance, we offer all of the different touch points you will need to, to get the feedback. So we not only provide you with, with the link, like you would get on Typeform, for instance, but we also provide you with email integration, SMS integration, uh, Zapier, uh, well, Zapier, it's very common, but Zapier API, we also provide you with uh, website integration, uh, widgets so we have really all the channels so it, it's a it's a thing that you know you need to do integration to get the sms out to get the email out so basically takes a lot of times which yeah. was not our core proposition value prop so we could have wait waited to to get that out but uh we did the thing anyway so yeah i think it could have changed as well as uh, the direction of the product um yeah, so many possibilities to answer your question. <laughs> there is a lot of possibilities. And I mean, there's just so many moving pieces at one time. I guess the question was, you know, is there one thing that if you didn't do, everything would be completely different? And if, if, and if there isn't one, I mean, obviously, they're just, you know, maybe there is, maybe it was being on AppSumo 
Um, yeah, I, I was I was actually going to mention that because going on AppSumo is I think it, it was an experience for us. It was definitely yeah. an experience. Uh, it was definitely exhaust exhaustive, uh, exhausting. Sorry, but. It was also, yeah, it was a great experience as in we got a lot of feedback and we, we grew the brand very quickly because people were talking about the product, people were using the product um, and people were giving us new, like we're helping us basically uh, uh, come up with new features, come up with new stuff, use cases. So it was very interesting for us, but we still had 2,000 more customers to, to talk to plus all of those guys that was yeah. that were interesting with the product but not didn't bought in the in the final place. So um okay, I think like we, I, I wouldn't say we lost time but as in we you know we 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 spent a lot of time on support and talking to people so uh it, it could have gone completely differently. Yeah because yeah, it's a big change, right? I mean you're talking I don't know how how many clients did you have before AppSumo if you can remember. Uh, around two to three hundred users, but most of them were free because we were essentially in beta at this time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you have very relatively very few customers compared to after you know you went on AppSumo, and there's just logistical issues that can come with that, right? So there's a lot of <clears throat> support issues that can come up, um, maybe even infrastructure uh, issues that can come up with that as well. So is there? Would you say that it at all, other than customer support, was it difficult to deal with everything that was going on and maybe even overwhelming? Um, it, it was definitely not overwhelming. It was challenging, uh, it, except uh, the customer support. I think it was just fine because um, our infrastructure, uh, the server, um, like the application was, was ready basically to, to endure such loads. But like even the server load did not really our servant consumption didn't really move, but uh, it was that was fine. But uh, yeah, the, the main the main main challenging thing was uh, to deal with the constant flow of uh, of people coming in, and uh, sometimes it was also not very relevant. So you know, people were like, uh, "I would like to do this with your product. I would like to do this with your product. Could you help me?" Blah blah blah, and, and it's actually not relevant at all to where you want to go or mm -hmm. where. What you're providing so um yeah i think um that was interesting anyway yeah yeah absolutely and i can imagine it, it'd be you know a big switch to just seeing all that happen in, in such a small period of time but that's awesome that you didn't have a lot of you know issues when it came to back end and stuff like that so that's great um yeah and now what is one thing like the the, the biggest thing that you're currently working at or trying to accomplish whether that's um actually both scenarios right you as a person um obviously there's always goals that we're trying to accomplish um personally and there's also those goals that we want to accomplish for a company so what is what is one thing you're working on for yourself um and and it you can do it personally and like in personal life or you can also just give me that same thing but in a business um perspective or um and sorry um that same thing but for a few years <laughs> so it's, it's two different questions essentially yeah. um yeah so i think for myself um it's about um like building um like building up my experience and uh growing the network and uh like basically showing people that uh, 
I'm not just uh, you know a child going out of college and uh, and uh, I'm I'm really about um, doing something and uh, getting getting like offering value to people. So that's that's one of the one of the things I try to, to do uh, as well for figure and uh, regarding uh, regarding figure uh, where we want to go uh, essentially is uh, basically provide a point of sale. Um, basically being a point of sale solution for uh, retailers for uh, like every for, for very specific uh, area like retailers so we want to to, to be to be present on all the all the points of the customer journey uh, when it comes to, to dealing with uh, with customers mm -hmm. that's very cool so i guess and <clears throat> correct me if i'm wrong but this would almost almost sounds like um something that intercom might be doing right where they're literally they're there at every single stage whether you're just going to the website to look at it um whether you're signing up whether you have a question during that whole process um whether you become a customer whether you leave um you know and stuff like that yeah yeah it's true in a way but uh like intercom is really about right sure you can get feedback from intercom and uh, intercom are very like i love the product as well um but i, I see it more as a way to um you know for instance uh, if we talk about um physical stores so it's about being present in the store mm -hmm. so being fully automated with like uh, uh the voucher when, when you do uh, when you do sale or uh also having tablets in store making okay sure so you you're literally that, talking like a like a point of sale um like yeah a, like point of sale stuff but also being present online like when the when the customer goes online on the website to order some things and automate the process after the order and all of the stuff that's yeah. that's an example if we talk about uh, e-commerce that's why yeah. i said you know i want to cover all the all the points of very the very cool journey. yeah I, i've actually haven't heard anyone mentioning you know wanting to come out with an actual physical product which is pretty cool um so that's really cool and uh i guess how are you working on that um it's a plan <laughs> for the moment no like i mean uh we, we basically, uh you know thinking about it on uh, doing some research uh talking with some in initial um potential partners and um mm -hmm. uh, just yeah for the moment it's a very early stage to make it yeah, okay awesome and uh, if you had one piece of advice for any entrepreneur um you know in the same in SaaS space what would that be focus <laughs> so as in uh like i think first thing is about um especially if you are um like uh more on the business growth side of thing you tend to uh you know you tend to to read so many different things and you also tend to try you tend to want it to learn so many different things as well you're like okay i don't know how to uh i don't know i don't know how to uh amend the, the javascript on my website for the for the tracking snippets i want to to learn that then you're like oh i want to learn how to uh uh, how to do better uh, Facebook ads and I want to learn you, you tend to learn so many different things but I think it's, it's very important to uh, focus and uh, to, to stay with your vision even though you have so many different advice as well coming from all mm -hmm. those places if you know what I mean absolutely and that's that's I think that's definitely one of the hardest things for uh, you know 
obviously both early stage or later stage, there's just so many things that have to get done. So many things that you want to do um, and that you just don't know. So you obviously have to, I mean, you know, there's, there's an extent to what you want to focus on, obviously. So there's always, you know, I think that, that personally, I like to, I try to at least focus on one thing at a time, um, you know, and, and this can be put in very many different perspectives, such as I know that there's people that read, you know, let's say they read three different books out at the same time. And for me, I almost feel like that's not something that I can do because I have to focus on just one thing um, specifically to, to really get the, the full, you know, knowledge out of it, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think focusing on one thing and just focusing on the end result at the same time to make sure that your vision is clear and everything lines up with what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I actually like that a lot. Um, that's yeah, definitely. Well, I, yeah. So, so you, regarding your just, sorry, getting back to your uh, mention about the books. So you're, you're always focusing on, on one single book, even though like you could be reading, uh, like, I don't know, business kind of books and then uh, more uh, story. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you always keep you one book is away. Yeah. It's just, one, I, I, I usually sit for about 30, an hour maybe a day and read. Um, but it's, it's always, not always the same book, but it's the same book until I finish it. Right. Okay. In the morning or when do you usually read? Yeah. In the mornings. Okay. Cool. cool. So, yeah. You're an early bird anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, reading time is from seven to seven thirty or, or eight. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice, man. Do you like to read? Yeah, I do as well. Um, I used to, to be reading in the morning as well, um, like last year, but uh, now um, it's getting more difficult, I think. So I need to get back to this uh, routine. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I like to read as well, mostly during weekends, uh, but I need to build habits. Mm -hmm. What is your, uh, this is actually one of the questions that I usually ask people on here. And what, what is one of your, you know, favorite books? There's a book that you really like, or you got something very valuable out of um it, i'm not sure you could say it's a cliche but i really like uh zero to one don't okay. know if you heard of it yeah. i've heard of that uh more than once on this podcast and i actually ended up buying it i just it hasn't ha been the book yet um i saw it, yeah it's a, it's a quick one though like i mean it's it's yeah, small sure. enough to be to be read in like a few hours yeah it should be quick enough for you very cool and uh we're getting pretty close here to the 30 minutes. So where, where, uh, where can people find you online? So I'm actively uh, posting on interacting with people on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn or we, we could add uh, the show notes, uh, the link in the show notes. Um, and I'm also, they can find me on video.com as well. So can we have a chat? Uh, we open to, to chat to, if you have any question, whether it's regarding the product or regarding, uh, feedback as a whole, customer success strategy, customer satisfaction. We're always happy to help. And uh, otherwise, uh, you can reach me on the Facebook group as well. I will be happy to, to answer. Awesome. So we'll probably put the links so you can find um, Baptiste on all these different platforms and talk to him if you have any questions regarding Feedier um, or if you simply want to connect with him. Um, do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, I think that's all good. Uh, I mean, uh, what's your, yeah, maybe your, my question would be, uh, what's your, uh, what's your plan for Phantom and where, where you guys want to go as well with our agency? 
what we want to do is really just help SaaS companies scale. Um, and we usually do that through paid advertising uh, or consulting services as well in the same, you know, area. Um, but it's just getting to know more about guys like you and, and, you know, what the plans are. I've learned a ton since I started the podcast and I feel like I've connected with very, very smart people. Um, and now, you know, pretty much all over the world, but it's really, it's, it's humbling knowing that there's so many people out there doing great things and trying to actually find solutions to problems. And that's something that I really enjoy as a person is just finding ways to, to, like you said earlier, provide value and then figure out what people need and be able to help them. And obviously, you know, there's, there's a bit, there's a place for business in all of this where it's transactional and, uh, um, you can obviously get something out of it, but I think that just being, you know, a good human and a good company and providing value to people is very important. And essentially that's what I wanted to do with the podcast is I want to learn more about people like yourself, um, other SaaS companies, understand how they're trying to help people, how this podcast can bring value to others that are listening. And that's why I ask questions like, what's one thing, you know, that, that has helped you in the past or maybe that you wouldn't do differently and things like that, because essentially it could be valuable to anyone um, that is dealing with the same issues that is listening. Right. Yeah. So it's really just, it's, it's the, if you want like a very big picture um, answer, it's just to help SaaS companies um, scale um, and, and really, you know, find their, their place. Um, and if you want a, uh, you know, uh, I guess a more granular answer, it would be to work with more SaaS companies at the same time and just being able to be hands-on with them. Um, I find it extremely, extremely fulfilling um, to be able to give them that, oh, like it, this is working uh, or like, oh, like we just got, you know, all these orders today and this is not normal for us and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really the goal for myself and for Phantom. Definitely. Definitely, I can see where you want to go. That's exciting. Keep me posted about your progress as well, and uh, if there is uh, anything we can help as well, man. Don't Thank hesitate you. to ask. I appreciate that. And uh, again, uh, it was a great interview. It was awesome um, being able to connect with you about Cease and learning more about Fidier and how you, you know, pretty much built this very successful company up to this point and some of the things that went into it, some of the things that you've struggled with. Um, and uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, listen on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and pretty much any other platform. You can find me at phantom or phantom.agency on Instagram or camacho.ftm. Uh, we'll be posting more on Twitter. We've been pretty silent on that end, but we do want to start doing that again. Um, and other than that, if you are a SaaS founder, make sure to join the Facebook group. Uh, if you want to be on the, on the podcast, let me know. We can get something figured out. And uh, with that being said, I challenge every single one of you, including you, Baptiste, to do something uh, and take action on something that is going to help you make your life better. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast as well. It was a pleasure to be here. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.